Welcome, everybody. This is Dr. Kevin Connors for another podcast. My guest today is Brian Baisley. He's a very popular and outspoken advocate, author, researcher with over 20 years experience in natural health. Um, he opposes the widespread perception that lichens getting older to actually being sick and getting a disease and being a disease and instead supports the truth that in your 40s, 50s, 60s, and even beyond, you can actually have the best years of your life. So Brian is the founder and host of, we're going to talk about theartofantiaging.com, where he's amassed um, followers of nearly 500,000 supporters for his mission. And in his own words, quote, we are changing the very definition of anti-aging to mean you're against all the lies commonly associated with getting older, such as that hitting your 40s and beyond means becoming increasingly undesirable incapable and doomed to suffering and diseases. I love that. So instead, so many people have embraced the art of antiaging.com because Brian shares a very positive message in terms of your physical, mental, and emotional health and well-being in your middle years and golden years. Uh, They're truly meant to be your best years. Brian is hosting, this is we're going to get into and talk about a worldwide release of his third major online summit, and we're going to encourage all of our listeners to join that. It's called Younger Longer, the Insiders Health Summit. It's going to launch uh, August 11th, 2021, um, and it's going to be just fantastic. Can't wait for that. It's a free online summit, features 22 of the most renowned and respected anti-aging and longevity doctors all their research. You're going to get a lot of information. So Brian, thank you for being on the podcast today. I have some questions that I think um, are going to be very pertinent and I'm going to stop talking and let you talk. So first question I'm going to try to lead into this is um, you've done so much work in development for the last 20 years in natural health care. Why did you choose to get into anti-aging? What brought you down this pathway? Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, thanks for having me on. Hello, everybody. Um, yeah, you know, I think we're edging on over 25 years now, so I have to update that. It's been it's been some time now that I've uh, been immersed in all of this. Um, interesting. In our pre-conversation, you brought up uh, Joe Mercola, and uh, that was uh, it was really Joe and I uh, uh, when nobody knew his name, and I'm sure a lot of people now are familiar with his name. Uh, started out. Uh, 20 some years ago uh, with natural health with him. But my story predates all of that. And I'm going to try to give you the short version here. It can get a little emotional, actually. So long story short, um, I'm 51 right now. I cite that because you can roughly say the first half of my life was pretty challenging in many respects. Um, uh, I grew up in a rough inner uh, city neighborhood in Chicago, lost some friends to gangs. um, even more impactive, I guess we'll say, is my uh, my own father. He was a very good man until my age of around nine when he turned you know, severely alcoholic and abusive um, to me and my family, uh, you know, my mother and my sister. Um, you know, his story reads like a, a novel that people wouldn't believe. He was a spy in World War II. He lost his 
um, a, a son from a previous marriage. He lost his first wife while they were in an argument and stepped out of a car and she got hit by this truck. So there were some tragedies. And in those days, you may you know, well know that people did not embrace um, dealing with emotional issues in a healthy way. It wasn't you know, going to counseling or things like that was kind of frowned upon as you must be a crazy person to do that compared to today. So he didn't deal in a healthy way with things, hit the bottle, kind of took it out on us is the short version. And it was rough for, you know, a young, young man, uh, as well as my sister and mom dealing with that. So that was another major challenge in life. And there were still more. Um, and then as I got older, uh, he went through, uh, to his credit, he did you know, go through AA and, and kick the habit, but he still retained a lot of anger and he was still very emotionally abusive from that point forward. Um, I tell this story uh, because then, you know, he went through about 10 years of slow death um, from a, really it started stemmed from emphysema, but a number of different diseases. And we being my mom, my sister and I, especially, especially my mother, of course, were in and out of the medical system with him for a good decade. Um, and I watched this system, we're talking 80s, uh, 90s now, early 90s, um, uh, I watched this, how inept this system could be. I saw it from the inside. I saw my mom, you know, fighting basically the medical system for his care. And I saw this man getting carted around from uh, hospital to hospital and, and uh, you know, basically he was an, ex you know, it was just insensitive and, and other respects. So I saw it from the inside, long story short, thank goodness in a way, because he suffered so much, he finally did pass away. Um, so now I was equipped with, you know, frankly, a lot of uh, uh, anger at, at what I witnessed inside of that medical system and how it mismanaged uh, his care in so many ways and didn't dwell on some solutions that I was already becoming aware of the natural, you know, orientation. I'm not opposed, you know, obviously uh, some prescriptions and drugs do have their place, but even back then the medical system was kind of this model of drugs are the answer. And so I saw that from the inside. Paired with that and all this roughness that I was going through in my life, I had a lot of internal issues. Um, I became a young father in my first marriage myself and I was so dirt poor. I even had to sell a CD collection to keep the heat on another month for my baby, you know? So I went through some tough times. What saved me, and I mean literally saved my life and the reason I'm sitting here today, thriving today, able to help so many people are powerful women, like my mother, like my sister, like certain teachers I had actually who stood by me, certain friends, um, they literally held me up and kept me kept me going in, in life when I could have taken some really dark, terrible turns, doctor. So um, flash forward several, you know, uh, multiple years now, um, I, I was inside, by the way, one of the first um, serious jobs I had was middle management inside of a, a pharmaceutical benefits management company. I witnessed some things in there that I could not believe happened. I thought it was just you know, uh, you know, stuff from the other side, so to speak, was overdoing how that system works, but it's not true. When everybody signs up, if they do, for the free Younger Longer Health Summit that's coming up that you mentioned, please watch the video right after you sign up because I share this terrible joke that I heard inside of the, while working from these executives in this company that just said everything. I'm not going to share more on that. That would take me down a different path. But long story short, doctor, women saved my life. 
um, older women, caring women. So flash forward, now I, I started off, you know, like I said, Joe and I, I helped him build that into the, you know, monster that it became, the good monster. Um, I left that and I've worked with plenty of other, you know, doctors and others throughout the years since then. And then, you know, built this organization. And I bring that up because I saw, I saw natural and, and some um, alternative solutions truly helping people, saving lives. And I saw that, that they have everything to do with the later years, the middle and later years of life, indeed being the best years of life. And it did not match not only this pervasive message out there, which is that getting older equals becoming undesirable, incapable, doomed to suffering and disease. And, and it's just horrible, but, but look at the media. You know, if, if an alien came down from outer space and watched our TV shows, they would think that 90% of our population is 20-somethings and getting older is something to laugh about, basically. I mean, that's just this overriding message and that indeed getting older means you're doomed nonsense that that completely contradicted what I was seeing and researching from all these doctors, you know, like yourself, who, who embrace, uh, you know, a wider perspective, integrative health, natural health. And then I watched as my own, uh, you know, mother and my sister, who's older than me and, and, and others, these people who saved my life were even impacted by this negative messaging about getting older. And I said, wait a minute, wait a minute, I have multiple paths I can go down here. To honor these people, these women who helped me, I'm going to share this message that getting older equals, actually should and can equal, whether you have diseases, whether you've suffered through and fought those diseases, it can and ought to equal the best years of your life. Your 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, even beyond, ought to be the best years of your life. That's the medium-length version of the story of why I launched the art of anti-aging and why you know our mission is basically to help people bypass that negative messaging and most importantly, to provide them the most effective steps um, to look and feel their best, avoid, fight disease, live long doing. Well, I've, I've always said, I mean, people have said, are you, what are you gonna retire? It's like, um, I think the whole idea of retirement and then um, your life just kind of goes downhill because you're no longer productive in society. That really began just in the last century, yeah, um, there's no biblical correspondence to retirement. I don't believe I'm. I should ever retire. I need to continue to share what God has given me until I'm taken out of here. You know, your life should be like a candle, and it should go out, and you're done with your role here, and you move on. Uh, so uh, we've kind of set that society, haven't we, in the last hundred years where. Um, okay, you finished your production, your productive years at age 60 or whatever, and now you just quit and you, um, you know, you slide downhill. And that's, that's really a shame what we've done. The wisdom that is in the human race of people in their 70s and 80s that could, could change, could continue to change the world that we're losing um, is, is very sorrowful. So I would agree, agree with you. More. Yeah. It, to me, it's the biggest barrel of nonsense, frankly, that, you know, you hear this expression sometimes, Hey, move aside. It's our turn from younger generations. Hey, I love, you know, all ages and I, and, 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 and what anybody can bring to the table is a good thing, but your time is only done when, like you said, you know, your life is truly over. As long as you are alive, it's your time. It's yeah. your time. 
You need and to still be productive. Politics, business, health, education, no matter what field. And in fact, like you said, you know, uh, it's only in even a little bit, in my view, less than the last hundred years, but throughout eons, throughout all of human history, you know, this age was valued. It was, it was, it was respected in most cultures, you know, right. uh, and it ought to be, frankly. I mean, you know, and in so many ways, in terms of, in terms of, uh, you know, living your life and feeling good, you know, I talked to many people who have embraced you know, who have bypassed this notion that getting older equals doom, 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 and they are living their best years, whether that means they're dealing, you know, with, with things that, you know, um, often we're hit with disease, cancer, or, or pain, you know, arthritis in your knees, that doesn't mean these can't be your best years, and there's a lot you can even do about those things, as we've certainly shared with folks, so... What do you see as like the biggest challenges that people face as they get into their 50s and 60s and beyond? You know, I mean, and there's two two path answers I can go down there. And one, I won't, uh, you know, I could talk about this another day, but there's certainly, you know, the emotional challenges, um, you know, that get in our part and parcel, you know, this is only one aspect of it that I'm talking about here is a lot of these, if you, if you're, if your mindset, if you believe that getting older equals doom, that it means I'm done, I'm downhill, I'm retired, I'm no longer useful. Well, guess what's going to happen? You're going to become, you know, sick and not useful. I mean, you know, our, our, our mind is a powerful thing. So that's one avenue I could talk about all day. But there's also a lack of, um, it's just lack of awareness on some mighty, um, on a physical side of things, and, and we can go down this avenue more so. Um, there's some mighty impactful in a negative thing in a negative way things that we do that we aren't yet as a society aware of we're doing um that specifically have to do with toxins i mean you know doctor it's all about you know what we allow into our being what we allow into our bodies and what we try to keep out and you know i hear a lot of folks say hey i'm eating really well so i'm not going to worry about toxins you know because my body i'm doing everything i can to set my body against it and in a time a hundred years ago 200 years ago when we didn't have this overwhelming amount of toxins pouring into us in my view that would have been okay but now i say to people listen you could do everything in the world to become the healthiest person possible by putting all the right foods in and getting your exercise and your proper sleep but there are so many toxins we're burdened with today. I covered emotional. We can go down that avenue another day, but in a physical sense, and I'll get, you know, I'll get into one area here that I think people aren't nearly aware of enough with in regards to personal care products and cosmetics and how impactful this is. Um, but we, but, but there's just this overburden of toxins today that we could be as healthy as possible, but if we don't take steps to reduce these toxins, they're overwhelming. It's a, it's a tsunami constantly of toxins. So we really have to take steps to reduce these in our lives. Well, we are, like you said, I think exposed to things. I mean, how many chemical companies are producing, you know, new chemical arrays on a weekly basis to do something to make your deodorant um, more sticky to your skin or to, you know, whatever can be a the downside of capitalism here, the whatever they can sell more of um, to make more desirable, um, you know, and we buy this stuff yeah. because it's simpler, it's easier, it smells better, it feels better. Um, 
and we're exposed to things that our ancestors were never exposed to and our detox pathways are completely overwhelmed. We see when we test people for cancer, we test for causes, it's, it's probably over 80% of the time the cause of the cancer is a toxin that gets into the cell that disrupts the replication pathways. And now the cell goes into rapid replication, which is the definition of cancer. So let's, let's continue down that pathway, if you will. Where, where do you see the greatest maybe misunderstanding of toxins? Because again, uh, like you course. said, I have patients that go, no, are you kidding? It couldn't be a toxin. I've eaten, I've eaten organic for the last 20 years. Well, really, let me, that's a great place for me to segue, really. Well, the first thing I'm going to say to everyone listening is then if, if, if you believe, you know, that you're eating healthy, remember this, anything you will put on your skin, you're eating. So question that. Next step. Go to your bathroom, if that's where you keep your cosmetics and personal care products, as most people do. Turn those labels around, read, see if you can decipher what some of those ingredients are in the first place, and say, are you really eating healthy? Are you? Because you're putting that on your skin. Would you put that in your mouth and swallow that product? But all of these products, here, here's a statistic for you, a couple of statistics. Here in the United, well, first, in the European Union, for example, they have banned 1,300 plus chemicals from their personal care uh, products and, and cosmetics. Here in the United States, because it's a powerful industry, only 11 chemicals oh have been banned. Here's another <laughs> statistic. For so you. are you saying, Brian, that though that the 1300 minus 11, all those are st approved still in the US and are being used in the US. Yes, sir. And we, and there are uh, actually thousands more that are under scrutiny from the EU. So that number is gonna go higher. Meanwhile, here 11 have been banned. I could talk all day also about why this is the case. I'll, I'll cover that briefly in a moment um, because I think a lot of people believe, hey, we're protected. Someone's watching out for us. I will say this. I've heard and I've seen that in the United States, the most unregulated industry is personal care and cosmetics. Back in 1938, the FDA uh, really laid down, you know, the, the last substantial guidelines for the cosmetic personal care industry, 1938, nothing's changed really since then. And back then, you know what they said? Self-regulate. They, hey, industry, self, you're on your own. Self-regulate, you're, you're on your own. Well, guess what? That's turned into a Wild West situation. But before I go into a little more depth on that, I want everyone to remember this. When you're pushing a grocery cart down the cosmetics and personal care products aisle in a store, you are pushing it down a food aisle. Remember that, if nothing else. And treat it the same way that you're pushing that grocery cart down the produce aisle and everywhere else. Because again, when you put anti-aging creams, typical anti-aging creams, typical deodorants under your arm, typical anything on your face that you do. If the molecules are small enough, they penetrate your skin, they penetrate into your body, they can get into your bloodstream and they're sent around all the organs of your body. And guess what? These products, as you alluded to, are designed, these ingredients, these chemicals, these toxins are designed to be small enough to penetrate. That's why they do whatever they do, but they're toxic. They, these, there are five basic classes of these ingredients, direct carcinogens, cancer-causing agents known 
allowed. Hidden carcinogens, an even more scary category, because what that means is, go back to your chemistry class from high school, when you combine two or more chemicals, many uh, and many of these products contain many chemicals, they do what? They can create third chemicals, other chemicals, in other words. They're not even required to test that. They don't know, you know the impact, of course, and that's only one product. Now, if I put you know three different products on my face, we've got all kinds of stuff going on that we don't know. Well, there have been independent studies and research done, and there's plenty of hidden carcinogens that are offshoot products from this. Of course, there's allergens, there's endocrine disrupting ingredients. Uh, by one count, over 200 were found in, in, in our typical cosmetic personal care products. Endocrine disrupting meaning hormone disrupting chemicals. And I say this to people, there are, in many cases, I would actually, doctor, rather eat by putting on my mouth and, and swallowing some of these ingredients, then putting it on my skin. Why? Because at least when you eat something through your mouth, your body has a number of, of mechanisms, filters, we'll call them in place. You know, I mean, liver being a, a, you know, a key to try to kick some of those toxins out. When you put stuff on your skin, there are few, if any, barriers in place. This stuff goes, you know, if it, 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 when it penetrates and it gets into the bloodstream, there's really not much stopping it from doing that. Well, like you said, that you do have your gut barrier, you have your blood brain barrier, you have your skin barrier, but when these chemicals are designed to cross the skin barrier to help moisten the deeper layers of your skin or whatever that thing is supposed to do, um, it's in your body now. It's in your bloodstream. It's if it's in the subcutaneous tissues, it's going to be absorbed into the bloodstream, and your liver is going to have to deal with it. Yes. Those pathways that we speak about, your cytochrome P450 pathways in your liver, your pod one pathway in your liver are already overwhelmed by the pesticides and herbicides you're exposed to. So it circulates around again, circulates around again, and ended up getting dis lodged into your fat cells, which have the spiritual gift of accommodation, just take those in. And that's a major piece of cancer. That's why these are carcinogens. And I speak about in my book about a subject called publication bias. So even when these companies say, oh, we have these studies that prove that it's safe, they send out their product to multiple universities to do a study. If seven of them come back saying, no, this is this is a carcinogen and one of them comes back oh we found it to be safe that's the only one that they publish yeah the rest of the studies are tossed in a bin probably shredded and uh they publish the one that they want to publish that's a publication bias they have full legal rights to do that so you don't find out about what is really dangerous because it's never it's never published uh so you do have to just you know, listeners, please listen to what Brian's saying. You yeah, can't uh, read the ingredient on the back of your thing. You should not be consuming it. So yeah, that is a great point about the studies. Beyond that, what are they studying? They they're not really studying, you know, long-term impacts. They're 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 typically in in almost all cases, like I mentioned, not studying the effect of multiple of these toxic 
synthetic ingredients in combination with one another. They won't. They're studying in isolation and in a short term the effect of these ingredients. And, and in a mouse model or something like in that. In a mouse model, short-term effect, not in combination with all the other junk that they throw in, the, in these typical products. So, you know, these have been independently studied. And, and, and all I will say to people is big caution. Now, again, 1,300 chemicals banned elsewhere in the European Union and elsewhere, 40 different countries, actually, um, only 11 here. So then I get that question, well, what should we watch out for? Again, that's 1,300 chemicals. It's mighty hard. To try to verse, I'm not versed, nobody's versed on all of these chemicals to watch out for on labels. There are some more common ones. Uh, formaldehyde comes to mind. Uh, you know, I mean, this is the same stuff that back in biology class you were preserving frogs with. This is common, commonly found in many different types of cosmetics, something you really don't want to be putting on your body. It's, uh, you know, it is a potential, you know, carcinogen, you know, for sure. Um, Triclosan, another one. People might remember in 2016, this was banned from antibacterial hand soaps. Well, guess what? What's, what's odd is, so it's banned from antibacterial hand soaps because obviously it was found to be dangerous enough, but it's allowed in anti-aging skin products and everything else still. I'm like, wait a minute, that doesn't even make sense. You know, it's the power of the industry. On this, it truly is buyer beware and you have to take control of your own health. And this is such an unknown topic, you know, again, to people about how impactful this can be with with the industry. Yes, they, they are aware. Let's uh, in my opinion. OK, I, I'll, I'll preface it that way. And I think everyone's going to agree. They are well aware of the risks with this stuff. Of course, they are watching out for short term negative effects, because if they put a product out and it has a short-term negative effect that can easily be traced to them. They don't want to do that. They want to sell their stuff. But they, listen, I, I'm putting it in my words, my view, they don't care about, you know, somewhat longer effects, midterm effects, certainly not long-term effects of what happens. They use these synthetic ingredients because, well, in a word, they're cheap. And they mean it's easier to sell more products. These ingredients are added to sell more stuff, sit on the shelf longer, penetrate deeper into your body, which is scary when you think about it. The penetrators are one of the scariest classes of these ingredients that pull other toxins deeper into your body, like you had already alluded to. Um, you know, it's just scary what, what they're doing with this. And, and if, doctor, I say this, listen, yes, okay, so if there's this minute amount of this ingredient in these products, and I know it, and I was gonna use deodorant one day in my life, I'd be like, okay, it's such a minute amount. I don't care, I'll use this deodorant. But we use deodorant every day. Along, here's a statistic. The average woman uses 12 personal care products a day, which contain an average of 168 different chemicals. Now add that up, day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, it's kind of like death by a thousand cuts. It's going to have a negative effect on you if you're using these typical products with all these synthetic ingredients in them. Well, it's, it is. It's, it's, it's cumulative. Yeah. And um, you mentioned anti-aging things, and somebody listening might say, "Well, I don't use any anti-aging things." But think of the lotions, the mm -hmm. sunscreen, the um, makeup that Make people are using, the anything that they're putting on their skin thinking that it's going to be a protective or a moisturizer 
Um, like you gave a statistic of how many care products that women put on their skin, very more particularly exposed than most men. But now you have a beard, there's beard oil things and there's all sorts of hair products and shampoos that people are using. Um, it's uh, uh, perfumes, we just go on and on. These are just all just chemical slurries that um, your liver is going literally, if we can make it a cartoon of it, like what in the Sam heck are you doing to me? I can't deal with all this stuff that you're exposing me to. So. Now let me, can I, can I hear, so people, you know, I hate giving issues and problems, you know, without, without giving people general guidelines, at least on solutions. Because, you know, when you do talk about things like moisturizers, creams, anti-aging creams, um, deodorants, of course, anything, people are like, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? You know, we're, we're so, you know, attached to these. And in some cases, it makes sense. And there are products out there that can help. So real quick, before on what we're supposed to do, what, what, you, what you really want to do is take inventory of what you are using on a routine basis. And my, you know, kind of Brian's law, I guess we'll call, is the more you're putting, the closer you're putting it onto your skin and the more you're using it, the more concerned you should be about it. So a deodorant, I keep bringing that up because it's under your arm all day, every single day in this very sensitive, you know, part of your body where the skin, you know, and, and so that's an important one. If you do use creams, moisturizers, anything on your face, around your eyes, very sensitive skin, be very wary of those. You should be wary of all the products, but a shampoo you use, you know, what, whether you wash your hair, you know, every other day or three days a week or once a week, whatever. If I'm, if I'm ranking these, I'd say, yeah, be cautious of that too. But the ones you're, that are sitting on your body designed to penetrate all day long, be especially wary of those. Take inventory in your home of these, of these products. And it, as, as, as really powerful health uh, promoting changes go, it's a pretty easy change to make. And I'm talking in comparison to, you know, someone who hasn't moved much in a long time and then has to get exercise or someone who has to completely shift their diet. Those are super important. Those are harder to do, just to put it in layman's terms. This is pretty easy and it can have monumental impacts on your health, including the way you feel. So doctors, the solution in journal, it's really tough, as I've noted, to try to verse yourself on all the potential chemicals to look out for because people have turned these products around and it's hard to decipher what half these things are sometimes. Um, instead, I say there are some really good guideline independent certifications out there to look for. In the United States, look for USDA certified organic products. That means that means in the U.S., it's not the only one, but it's, it's, a, it's a great one to look for on the front of the label, USDA certified, because that means those products, unless, unless the company's scamming people and putting that label on and they shouldn't be, in which case they can get sued, but that means those products have gone through, independent of the company, you know, a strict certification to ensure that at least 95% of those ingredients are indeed organic and toxin free. And then it's a short list of other that other 5% are also um, very particular ingredients that are not um, going to hurt you. So that's that's one guideline in other countries. If you have listeners here from elsewhere, there are in most countries that I'm aware of, they have similar guidelines, EcoCert which is based out of France and covers a lot of Europe and, and elsewhere in the world is another one. And then there are some states also in the United States that have strict certifications. Really look for those certifications, support them. They're not for profit, whether they're government sponsored or independent nonprofit organizations. 
you know, everyone, many people have probably seen the non-GMO thing and um, watch for those on the front of the label because unless the company is scamming you and they're not supposed to be putting those on, those are independently granted and they have to go through steps. It's a, it's a, it's a strong way to choose products that are far less to flat out zero toxins that you can. And then we've come a long way, we being a general sense, um, you know, 10 years ago, there was a few organic deodorants and, and frankly, they were terrible. Now we're a little further along and I, you know, I use, you know, these, these products and they're pretty darn good now and they do the job, for example, with deodorants, anti-aging creams. I mean, more and more you're seeing these products out there. It's kind of like food, you know, 10, 15 years ago where people were really just learning about how, you know, um, how bad certain types of food can be and all the organic stuff started and all the, you know, really started. I mean, I know it's been around forever and, and now it's gotten better and better. You know, some of these, these food products, What's this, we're, we're about 10 years behind with, with cosmetics and personal care products, but I would advocate people look for that USDA certified organic and other certifications. The more the merrier. Now, will that be on makeups and yes. other things too? So yes. cosmetics. Yes. And yes. Makeup's the hardest category, in my opinion. You'll, you're starting to see some uh, USDA certified organic, uh, you know, labels out there. Um, but you will see it on creams and anti-aging creams more and more now. It's a little easier to find, and you certainly will see it on toothpastes. You will certainly see it on many deodorants now. In fact, in your big box stores you know, they're moving over and you'll see it for sure, deodorants and things like that. So just, you know, you can Google search USDA certified um, organic skin cream or, or anti-aging cream uh, deodorants. And you'll, you'll, you know, EWG, uh, the Environmental Working Group, they have a, a list of, of products in these different categories as well. But again, a simple Google search and you'll see it's, it's, a, it's a blossoming and thank goodness area where there's conscious companies well aware of this truly taking steps to improve this. Be careful, one more, one more comment. Do be careful of what's called green washing. Don't listen to what a company says about itself, to put it flatly. If they call themselves all natural or organic or you know, wild crafted, that could mean anything. Again, it's, it's, it's you know, perhaps the most unregulated industry out there. Organic can mean once, if they're calling themselves organic, if you mean Dr. One, single organic ingredient amidst 25 synthetics. And they can say organic on the label. That's just messing with people. Look for those independent certifications like the USDA certified organic. That's great. Yep. Well, we, we, we can't finish today's uh, podcast without talking about your summit. Yep. So let's jump into that now. So how people can learn more about this um, topic and, and a lot of other topics, greatly. So um, with other speakers that have specialties in different areas. So give us some information about your summit coming up. Well, thanks. Um, this is the big one. So again, as, as you noted, I've, I've hosted multiple um, of these big free online summits where, again, because I've been at this 20 some years, I've, I've um, had the honor of getting to know folks like yourself and, and, and other very well-known, highly acclaimed doctors who embrace integrative and natural health approaches, Dean Ornish, Dr. Joel Furman, many. Um, and, and so in my case, um, you know, I'm the, I'm the communicator, the intermediary, um, and also now, I guess, because I've acquired so much knowledge over these years myself, sometimes the educator as well. But, you know, it's my honor to be able to bring, as people will see with younger, longer, the Insiders Health Summit, 22 of the true um, 
really, really, you know, um, brilliant, wonderful and caring, which is always important to me, uh, you know, doctors and, and other uh, health experts who are kind of at the forefront of, of uh, anti-aging in, in, in a healthy way uh, or healthy aging and longevity and avoiding and overcoming disease, uh, you know, cancer and heart disease and, and other prevalent diseases of our time. So I've pulled them all together. And what I saw out there being at this for years, the one, you asked me about a big problem, one big, big problem that I see people um, encounter is an overwhelm of information. There is so much health and wellness information out there. Now, granted, a lot of it seems to be the same, you know, things repeated over and over, but there's such an overwhelming amount. And I said, okay, you know what? I want to help people in a big way with this particular summit, which is why I call it the big one. I'm clearing the air. And what I do in this event, Younger Longer, is I ask the doctors this key question. From your area of expertise, doctor, what are the three most essential things people must do to look and feel their best, avoid and overcome disease and live long doing it? Let's clear the air from your area of expertise, you know, whether you're a dietary expert, whether your expertise is in sleep, you know, and I pull all the different, you know, angles in on these experts I'm bringing in, give me the three things that are most important that people can do themselves out of everything. So I clear the air, boom, we, we hit straight to the heart of the matter in this event. So it's a supremely useful event, you know, for people, practical, useful, clear the air and all this overwhelm and confusion and get right to the key, key points. Well, you need to have those bullet points because it does get overwhelming for people. Our bullet points for this presentation have been to start reading your labels maybe be more conscious, particularly conscious about what you're putting on your skin is you're putting it, your, your liver is going to have to deal with this stuff. You are absorbing what you put on your skin. Um, and just start, it, it's not that difficult. Like you said, it's to start buying different products. And even if you live in Podunk, you know, uh, USA, there is organic things that you can purchase. You can order them online uh, that you can make different purchasing choices. And then that strength, like you said, that strengthens the industry. Uh, these companies continue to produce better and better products uh, that work more effectively in personal care as well. So it's not really that difficult. You're buying these things anyhow. Yes, you may pay a few extra dollars for a good organic product, uh, but uh, you're, it's, gonna, it's gonna affect you in so many ways. You talk about not just cancer, but the onset of early dementia in this country is just staggering. And it has to do with chemicals entering yes. the, crossing the blood brain barrier uh, and your microglial cells activated because of that. But it's, so those are the key points. I think maybe you have anything to add to that. The one thing I'll say is, you know, so look for those certifications, like I mentioned, and don't, I'll put it this way. Uh, don't be surprised if you have mystery symptoms. A lot of people don't know where my fatigue comes from. I'm not sure. Or if you have dizziness or if you have shortness of breath, 
I'll just say, don't be surprised if you do take these steps to reduce the toxins, even in this one very key area with, with products that you're feeding your skin, and you do shift over and feed your body far healthier choices, don't be surprised if those symptoms diminish. Maybe in some cases disappear, I've seen it time and again. Um, because again, your body's overwhelmed with toxins. This is one of the key ways they're overwhelmed. When you reduce that, the body likes that. The body says, thank you. Thanks for feeding me these products instead that have you know, natural, safe, organic ingredients that are actually good for me instead of products that contain hydroquinone and phthalates and, and, and like I mentioned, triclosan and from Thank you. Thank you for doing that. And these symptoms may in fact reduce, not to mention the fact that you're far less, you know, you're, you're, you're reducing, you're fighting disease if you have it, and you're reducing the likelihood of getting disease if, if you don't, in a big way, like you mentioned, whether it is brain diseases and, and neuro, you know, degenerative issues, heart, cancer, so many, so many obviously connected. I mean, pretty much all if we really want to expand it out to, to overwhelming our bodies with toxin. Reduce it. This is a big way. You're going to be pleased with how you feel relatively quickly, as well as the longer term results of it. Well, Brian, thank you again. We're going to have all sorts of information about your website and the coming summit. Uh, we're going to encourage all our listeners to participate in that. And if you're listening to this recorded years later, you can download that information on Brian's website as well. We're going to have you back again, I hope. Jill. Yeah, I'd love to. We'd talk about more things. There's so many things to speak about. So I appreciate it again. Uh, this is Dr. Kevin Connors, and um, we'll be back with another podcast. Thanks.